this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream. This is AfterBuzz TV for American Horror Story. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest American Horror Story news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, it's AfterBuzz TV for American Horror Story! Welcome, welcome to AfterBuzz TV for American Horror Story, Season 1, Episode 10, Smoldering Children. Indeed they were. Everyone, I didn't even know. (laughs) Doesn't it make sense? It makes so much sense. Everyone was smoldering. Yes. Well, I love to smolder. We have a huge episode to break down tonight. But before we start, congratulations are in order. We didn't get to address it last week. Oh no, we didn't. But we get to do it this week without you knowing. Our lovely host, Billy Nellis, is the after buzzer, is one of the after buzzers of the month. Oh, and I couldn't think of a more deserving uh, candidate. Could you? No, not at all. Because I really can't. Except for myself. Literally, everyone, everyone who who watches and listens to this podcast repeatedly tells me that they hate David, but they love you. Rude. Everybody loves me. No, you're you're really wonderful, and thank you for driving the show and keeping us on our toes. And can I say this, actually? Do it. This is the first show that we've had all after buzzers of the month. You guys (gasps) all know. We are are the dream team. And I think we were consecutive, I believe. Yes. Yes. 
Yes. They went Deidre, David, myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was September, October. And November. Oh, my God. Die for that. <laughs> <laughs> so you are listening oh. to the Afterbus Dream Team. Yes, the autumn team. <laughs> for the fall quarter right. <laughs> of 2011. <laughs> Love All it. right. Well, moving on. We have a huge, huge episode to talk about. So many reveals. Um, so much truth finally out in the open. Um, so let's just jump into it. I want to start. I want to start with something we have to talk about that's lesser, but I want to get it out of the way first so we can equally as important. Yes, it's. Not I don't as. see anything as lesser. Was, I don't even know was, what you're talking about. Had, tell me, tell me, what are you talking? about? It had about? less import on the total effect of this episode. Okay, the storyline of Ben and Vivian. It was very small. Oh this yeah, week. again. There's just a very little bit to to bring that along, um, but we do need to talk about it because we now have finally see that Ben is on is back on Vivian's side. Um, he goes to her early in the episode um, and finally tells her, you know, he does believe her. He he drops the bomb on her that even though everyone didn't think he should tell her that she is in fact pregnant by two men. <laughs> he went against his better judgment and told her. Right. I mean, how do you tell that to how somebody? Do tell- <laughs> how do you tell that to your wife who's in an insane asylum? Granted, you put her there. He did it because he recognized that she's not really crazy. Well, yeah, I understand that. Okay. But like, either but way, a- how does even a doctor go to a patient and be like, hey, by the way, you're having twins and they don't have the same father. That's right. why you're not a doctor. I could Ooh, be. I, I, you don't know me. <laughs> It, that would be rough. Yeah, to say the least. To, but. to say the least. So and then he he so he tells her this and you know goes on about how he now he believes that she was raped and how sorry he was for the last um, what he did in the last episode that really awful um, like display of emotion. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Yeah, that he that he showed last week. Ugh. I mean, he tries to atone for it. I don't think it's enough yet, but I think he's going to. But I think it's a great step forward for it him is. and Vivian into sort of <clears throat> repairing what they've lost. Right. Definitely a step in the right direction. But um, I, I'll be honest, I was expecting her to be a little more receptive to his apology, and she just seems so cold and disconnected. You know, I was kind of... I well, was kind of glad that she was as disconnected as she was because I don't think that he deserves um, more reception than that yet. I don't either. And I think at the same time, they had been separated before she even went into the into right. the asylum. So I think she's sort of written him off. Like as it is. As it is, even before any of this had happened. Right. I just thought she'd be like excited to see the beginning of this whole like coming around from the insane asylum right. episode. Um, but no... But, and I and I also think though that she also, I think she might have thought that she was maybe better off where she was because we see he says I'm going to get you out of here and the first thing she says I'm not going back to that house. She has no desire to go back there. Well, because she knows what's going on in right. that house. And I mean, regardless of whether you knew that everything was going on, one you got raped, raped there, in the house, right? Yes. And then you'd also been attacked there like a week later. Like I would. 
even if I didn't think they were ghosts, I would not want... That'd be the least of your problems. I would not <laughs> want to be there anymore. Um, so he says that it's going to take a couple of days, but he is going to to get her out. Um, so well, because of some legal issues, because she shot him. <laughs> yeah, there's some, I believe, legal hiccups. Legal, right. legal hiccups because of the gun. No, but... so Understandably She, she so. shot him... There, Accidentally. Right, but there was no... He rebounded from that through and through... Really, mm-hmm. rather quickly. Um, I, I mean, I, I've never been shot. I've never known anybody who has been. But it w- I would sort of be- believe that even a clean through and through would require a little. It's bit still of- a hole <laughs> through your body, and it was through his leg. I right, think. and he's walking around all normal and like, fine. There's not nothing wrong. There would be some sort of a recuperation process, right? In At a least hospital. a little bit of physical therapy. Yeah, something. It no, was, he's good as new. I know nothing. It was a nick. It yeah. didn't even go through. Nothing, nothing phases Ben Harmon. Yeah. Just gonna say that. Oh my God, we <laughs> All right. Well, that, I mean, that was really all that we got um, on there. I mean, we saw a lot more of Ben, but it ties into the greater storyline that I want to save for um, towards the end of this. Not enough um, Connie Britton, though. I no, will say. Very. I mean, just one scene with Connie, and obviously, you know, these I next think two they're episodes, saving it up. We have everything's going to center on her, so we were getting the birth scenes right. are going to be amazing. And I think what it was this episode was to to get these other storylines out of the way to leave everything to be what is in her and how it's coming out. Right. What is in her? <laughs> oh my god. I mean, that is the big question. Um, but some answers that we did get, some questions that were answered. Firstly, the true story behind Larry um, and his... Um, Whom I completely forgot that the story that we originally got from him was fake because we haven't seen him, seen so much of him that right. when, <laughs> when this story was told, I was like, wait a minute. Did we sort of feel bad for him? Awful. I felt awful for Me him. Too. Granted, he wasn't the nicest person before any of this happened, but to be set on fire. See, well, here's the thing. In so, your office? In your right. office. Yes. So we, we do see, you know, the, the show opens in 1994, and we finally sort of get an understanding of, we see the family unit and when Larry stepped in. Um, and, and, it, and not only are we getting the true story of of Larry, we're also sort of getting an insight into his Tate's relationship with Constance, with Constance and like why he went why to he school. Did what and- he did. I mean, I think that the clearest reason, obviously, th- there's something brutally wrong with Tate, regardless. <laughs> um, you think? Completely but, insane. I mean, I think that that what he says to her at that dinner, where no matter how much you want me to be, I will never be your perfect son. Right. And the only thing that he could, the, the worst way he could prove that to her was what he did that next morning. He woke up, he did four lines of blow. <laughs> Very uh, wake logical. Up in the morning. <laughs> Which Very would have logical. sent me like running around the world, but apparently it just sends him off. On Not a that you would spirit. know from personal experience. I don't experience. know, but I imagine. <laughs> um, and and he goes, and we think he's. We're going to see more, uh, a different side of the shooting. That was my impression. That's exactly where I thought it was going. Um, I was like, oh, he's getting into, ready I was to like, okay, he's in, like, the computer lab. He's walking to the computer lab. And then they cut down to him holding this gas can. Yeah. And then I just, oh, my God. was literally, like, I, I shot up. I was watching it in bed last night, and I shot up. And I was like, he burned Larry. The special effects were incredible in so that scene. So good. I mean, I mean, there is. I mean, we see it in the center there. We finally realized what that that image is from. That burning man. We finally saw it um, connecting in the, the dots. Line. Yes, um, so good. They did that. They handled that so well, and it was just so. I I didn't see it coming. I never expected that Tate would be what 
had happened. As big of a psychopath as he is. I'm I'm still, I know I've said this before, but I'm just still, still so conflicted because he is so gentle and kind and loving with Violet. The things, the lengths that he was trying to go to to save her from recognizing her own death, which is something we'll obviously talk about after. But um, to see that he's the other side, he is a horrific monster. Right. He shot up the school. He burned Larry to a crisp. Okay. <laughs> crisp. He did. He he's, did. He's awful to his mother. Now there might be other extenuating circumstances, but it, I'm sorry, I should never drive you to the point of burning and your mother's boyfriend. Or yes, yes thank you. Right. So it is, and I think that that seeing the sides of Tate where he can be good, and he, when when he is with Violet, that's what makes him even scarier. I think. I think well, so too, but I think it also begs to question what he sees in Violet is possibly what he saw in himself when he was alive. Right. So is he a bit of a sociopath? Would, would oh, it fair oh. to say that? <laughs> Anyone who can who can bounce back and forth between those two paradigms is a sociopath, one hundred percent. Right. Um, but sticking with Larry, I mean, it really the story of Larry does seem to me to be very tragic. I mean, he yeah. was this man who was taken advantage of by this really cold and evil manipulative understatement completely taken advantage of her i mean he lost his family because of it he didn't do anything to those to his family beyond cheating on them um but through that because he was manipulated by constance loses his entire family um then is so in love with this woman that he takes her in um and is treated so horribly by her child, by her son at least. Addie seemed to probably be nice to him. Yeah, Addie um, wanted to go to the theater. I, I okay? love the theater. That's I so love great. the I, I love seeing Addie again. I was really happy that yes. she was in that scene just for the brief because she was like a, a warm spot in in, in the that show. cold room. <laughs> right. That right. that um, it's like such a testament to the writing on this show. The way that Tate gave his grace. Mm-hmm. Is that how you? Yeah. Okay. Um, I just, I was like literally dying at the sarcasm, at the metaphors he was throwing out. Um, you know, the thing that he said about his father, how I wish I would have run away with him, even though he left me. Like, I just, I was just sitting there and I was like, this is why I love this show. And then you tweeted about that. <laughs> like, you found your new crack. Yeah. Oh, completely. This is my new loss. Yes. Like, I was a lost obsessive for seven years and this is definitely obsessive. taking its place. I like that word. Um, but so it, thank And that you. ham, I'm sorry. What was going on? Ooh. The pineapple? <laughs> That was so weird. It's some fancy ham. Yeah, I don't like ham. Constance at all. is a fancy lady. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's just I mean just going back to Larry, it is so sad to me though. Like he still he's everything he's done has been for her. I think that everything. I think that the beginning, you know, we didn't understand those first couple of episodes where we weren't sure one if he was real, if he was a figment of Ben's imagination. He's giving Ben these weird stories. And clearly now, all of it was to scare the Harmon family out of that house so Constance could get back into it. That is Constance's end game. I'm, I've come to the point where she wants that house. That's it. She wants control of that house. And Well, I mean, if you think about it, she's an older lady. Her Most of her family has died on the property. Right. And if she as well passes, she wants to pass. Could on sort that of property. live forever, right? With her family. With her family, exactly. I was kind of bummed we didn't get to see her reunite with Travis. I know in the house, but maybe hopefully that'll be next episode. I think that w- I, th- I have a feeling that that will happen. Because did you see how she lit up when she said he died in the house? Yeah, you know, it gave her like that that glimmer of hope. Right, right. But he. So I do believe that everything that that Larry did has been for her, and so then even. Now he realizes that the, you know, we see that the police um, 
really believe it's Constance. They first go to question her, then she happens to drop that giant knife in front of them when she's coming smooth. back from threatening Real Larry. smooth, Constance. Um, and they believe her. I mean, they have no other person to look at, and they've heard from the Koreans down the street about their fights, even though they are so suspicious from Hiroshima. Which I was going to say, beautiful allusion to Hiroshima. <laughs> okay. She's so racist. She and is, I love she it. She is. And to look that to look the cop in the face and say the colored part of town. She is just so she, like blatantly like doesn't care she about has such balls. She has <laughs> verbal diarrhea <laughs> is what she, she So she is but so so Larry recognizes that, you know, he he part of him wants to save her, I think, because he's still in love with her, but then he does see his family finally for the first time. He's never seen them in the house. Um, and after talking to Travis and getting the evidence of his murder, I think he was actually going to plant it on Constance mm-hmm. at first because he was so angry at what she had done. Well, he said that to his ex-wife. In right. That- he says, I'm going to make her pay. And I right. think that was what he was doing at that point. But then his wife says to him, why? She didn't break any vows. Right. She didn't destroy this family. Oh, that gave me chills. And I think that was finally when Larry realized that you know, he needed to pay for something. Yeah. Um, and so we do see he turns himself in. Constance believes she's going to be charged. Her her court-appointed lawyer thinks she's going to be charged. They're called back down to the precinct, and Larry has confessed um, that he's it's done it all It's just so tragic. Like, after so many years of serving, basically, this woman. Right, and then their, their final confrontation when she goes to see him, how he's going to be sent away. and He's now serving in Illinois. Right. It's just... It's... It's so, so upsetting. It is. And and he, you know, he says to her that, you know, he did this. What I think was great was he, you know, he's explaining why he did it. And he says that he really didn't do it to protect her because he doesn't think that she needs any protection, that she can handle herself, that she's proven that. But that he needed to pay for all of his sins, that he had done so much in the course of their history that he needed to pay. And there was a moment where you where and it was so fantastic that Jessica Lang, honestly, if she doesn't get an Emmy nomination for supporting actress oh, honey, for that's this in the episode, bag. like that's then there's in no the justice yeah. at, in the world. <laughs> but there is this <laughs> in the world. It's true. There's this glimmer on her face where she, I think, is terrified by the idea of penance for sins because she knows how many sins she's committed. And if and she I, was to repent, it would be what, like limitless. Right. I think yeah. that, that Constance is so driven by that fear, and there was this that moment, this moment where you saw that on her face, and yeah. it was just such incredible acting to see that. Um, but then he says to her, "You know, I'll do. I can suffer for, through anything if you just say those you. those words to me." And she is cold to the core. I see. She is the original. I was going to say the original ice queen. Get out of my freaking head. Just, just. (laughs) What? I said get out of my head. I know. (laughs) We've been stealing each other's lines tonight. Um, But just cold. Just so cold. Even in his last moments, she might never see him again. Mm -hmm. I don't think she cares, though. She is emotionless. You know what? So you don't have to say I love you. You don't have to say I really care about you. She doesn't need to lie, but she could just say I admire what you're doing. Go. But I don't think she does. I I think she looks at him as like a weak man. She does. So can we mentally diagnose her? If Tate's a sociopath, what would we call... She's no better. No, she's a sociopath. Oh my god. So Without many, a doubt. It was crazy. It's running right and I, left. Oh, completely. <laughs> I mean, it has to run in the family, of course. right? Right. right. It, Passed it, down it, through the genes. It, it has to. Um, but also, the before we move on from this, um, I want to talk about the, the other reveal that was so disgusting that we saw. Um, the real truth, what happened with, with Hugo, her husband's body. 
Um, oh my god! Where she see she is freaking instead crazy. Of, awesome. Instead of bury him, she grinds him up into dog food. Yeah. and feeds him to the dog. The kennel, kennel of dogs. Is there is there anything lower than that? Like the most vile, putrid thing like I've you ever think heard of in my whole so life. So little of your husband that you don't want to bury him with his "quote unquote" lover. You're gonna grind him up and turn feed him, him into to feces, your dogs, essentially, and so that they shit him out. Yeah. Watch your language. That's what she said. She said she thought of him nothing more than dog shit. Yeah, I know, but this is not FX. This is After Buzz TV. <laughs> yeah, we, but we keep it can't be. If they're watching this. They, they, can, that. They, they can handle. All right, no, me no one it. likes you. <laughs> um, but lo- yeah, a low point, perhaps the most one of the most disturbing images we've seen on oh, this show. So, oh, so disgusting! A lot of disturbing images in this show. I'm sure you're about to segue right, into the right. next one. And I mean, I think definitely the the most disturbing thing we saw. I mean, <laughs> happened towards the end with Violet. So let's just jump into this. The, the, the meat. The, the point of this episode. Yes. Um, you know, we talked about it last week. It's clearly become... A lot of people were wondering the huge debate, is Violet dead? And, you know, we had that interview that we read with Ryan Murphy where he said we would conclusively know this week. And he was true to his word, um, which impresses me because, you know, a lot of people who create TV shows like this that are so heavily mythologized and that need to sustain themselves, they don't... They don't give out all the answers, but American Horror Story has, has delivered, de- given week by week, to the point where there's really not. It's it's strange. There's not much mystery left, but it adds so much more mystery. Yeah, if and that don't makes you any feel sense. Like you're being satisfied. I would Completely. just. I would literally throw things at my television if he was like leading us on to believe that we were going to learn all these important facts, and then it's just sort of like wishy washy right. and not really it clear. Is, it is very satisfying. He delivers every week as as a viewer, as a fan. I I've never been unsatisfied mm-hmm. um, in Word. in these ten weeks. I have Word. not been. Um, but so you know, the episode begins. Um, we see Ben is a, um, approached by a truant officer for the school district. Which, by the way, do they actually do that? Yes. Um, I think they, they do. you have experience? I think, no, I, I do think not. they do in L.A. I, I, I think it depends on the city. I know that where I grew up, they didn't. They, they might. Because I, I think it is like some form of... The, the parent can be charged if they're not right, ensuring because that their if, child is in school. If the parent is not calling in to let the school know right. that the, the child is absent, out there... Yeah. Then, then they're wondering the what's truant happening to officer the child. Is get gets involved, right? Because there's so many unexplained absences that they want right. an explanation. Plus, for she's where been the missing for been. three weeks, sixteen consecutive, yeah, school days. So yeah. that's, so that's, that's be three, three weeks. It's almost a month. Three school weeks, right? Yeah. So he, you know, he says that um, any more absences, they're going to be taken to juvenile court. Um, and Wait, so, hold on. Sorry, can we just talk about that for a second? Sure. If I wasn't going to school, if I didn't go to school for one day, my parents knew. Okay, I lived at home. My I, Violet lives at home. What are like? Obviously, Vivian's been in the mental well, I institution. Think, I think there's just so the much problem. going they are so on. They're preoccupied in the house. with all their own issues that they have just forgotten about Violet. It's just such a part of life. You wake up at you know seven, like, you get ready, and you there? go to like, school. Who, who's presuming? Exactly. Who, they just let her sit in her room and rot yeah. all day. <laughs> like who? That's that's, that's why the is thing. no like, one why is reprimanding no one her, taking her to school. Like, how was she getting to school before then? Mm-hmm. It, that's what I don't understand. She doesn't yeah, have a car. Was like, Viv where, dropping her off? Yeah, yeah. I think she was taking the bus to school. How do you know that? Did she say that? No, because otherwise they would have they noticed. No, I mean it has to be the explanation. Then yeah, that she would otherwise. Have, then that, it's just really weird that they're just like, oh, I just forgot to drive her for six, right? <laughs> sixteen <laughs> consecutive days. days. Okay, sorry. Continue. Um, but so you know, Ben goes to speak to her. 
and he says, you know, we need to figure something out. And she was like, I don't want to go back there. I don't, I don't want, I, I don't go to any school. And he says, we have to find you at least a new school. We have to do something or I'm going to go, I'm going to go to jail. Some, one is, one, some of us is going to go to jail. Mm-hmm. We need to figure this out. And so she seems to agree. We see her the next morning. She's getting ready for school. She's going to do it. She's, she wants to, you know, she doesn't want anything to happen to her dad. There's already so much going on. And Tate grabs her because Tate... I mean, foreshadowing, Tate knows she can't go. Right. And he doesn't want her to find out this way. Um, so he, you know, sweet talks her. With Scrabble. Her. We'll play Scrabble if you yeah. want. Please just stay. What's one more day? What's one more day? What's one more day? At 16, I would have stayed. I would have been like, yeah, Scrabble sounds good. Anything would have sounded better than school. <laughs> right. Exactly. Let alone hanging out with my hot boyfriend playing Scrabble. I'll right. take it. And yeah. So, sure. so she, she obviously doesn't go to school. Um, we've also been noticing flies. Flies Gross. in the house. The the, the, the truant officer, officer is the first person to, to notice them. He called them some. I don't like know what he brown called them. Fly or yeah, I don't know like what that. he called them. Um, yeah, I, I watched this episode with Sydney DeBear, who's another AfterBuzz host, and she and I were both like, "What? We, I couldn't. We, understand I didn't know he said fruit flies. Yeah, I don't know what? what he said. But so he first notices the flies on the apples in the living room, and Ben realizes he needs to call an exterminator. The exterminator comes out. Um, and says, you know, there's got to be all these houses have crawl spaces. They're seeing flies coming up from the from the floorboards. It's repulsive that really? no one has noticed this yet. Mm-hmm. They're so um, wrapped up in their own lives that they don't notice anything. I mean, he fired Moira. He doesn't even notice that his daughter's not going to school. It doesn't surprise me that, that they've the not flies. Noticed. Like an Moira would have handled the fly situation, though. She maybe Mo- taken maybe care Moira of was. Maybe that's why she was managing it. No and now one's that known she's gone. because Moira was there doing right. it, taking care of something. Very well, could be. That makes sense. Um, but so the, the student is like, you know, all these stuff crawl spaces. I'll get down there. I don't know what it is. I'm sure it's just some vermin that's crawled, you know, under the house and died. Some possum, something. Um, and so we see him, you know, going down in there, and he sees something. That terrifies the, the shit out of him. Hell out of him. And before we can see it, before we know what it is, Tate jumps out of the crawl space and kills him. He says, "You're a mor- murderer, and you need to repent for your sins." I'm presuming he's talking about the bugs that he murders. Like that's why he was calling him that. Oh, you think? See, I thought Tate was being a sociopath, and he was trying to justify put, put the blame. Well, I think for he was trying to. I think, on- he, I think he was just trying to justify that he murders animals. As an exterminator, and so he needed to repent for all of that, and that's why Tate killed him. We can. That was the way I took it. But so he kills him. That's a metaphysical way of thinking (laughs) about it. I like it. Right. Um, But so he kills him to 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 make sure that this isn't brought to light. Whatever whatever is in the crawl space. But Um, it's safe to assume then, if the exterminator dies on the property, we are going to be seeing him again. Right. Oh yeah, that's a good call. So he's going to be chilling down there with everyone. If he stuck Violet's body under the house. To hide it. Where is he going to put that body? Where is he going to put that body? Right. Because he can't leave the property. Right. Ugh, maybe maybe he'll feed that to the dogs. He'll take a cue from his mom what dogs? and just get rid of it. There's no dogs. There's no dogs Wait. left. Wait, what are the dogs that... that well, those were Constance's They were Constance's, dogs. but she uh, runs the uh, kennel at her house now. Because she doesn't live there any longer. Okay. Um, so more exterminator man. Right. <laughs> exactly. But so then we see Ben is on the phone with some school that he's gonna some preparatory school looks like he's gonna maybe get Violet wants to get Violet out of here away from Tate it had a fancy Tate. name like Lemon Grove it was it was Lemon Grove <laughs> yeah. I'm fairly certain it was yeah. I love the Lemon Grove school um, very, very prestigious Lemon Grove to they the have school that, they have girls. a great um, Chinese language program according to Ben that's what he says right um, but Tate sees him awesome. Tate overhears this phone call and goes up and tells um, Violet that you know Ben wants to send her away um, turns Violet against Ben 
Um, and he says he has a plan. And he's going to take care of it. And the next thing we see is him putting on the rubber man suit. Um, cut to commercial. Um, and we come back to maybe my favorite shot of this entire episode. And Dylan McDee, shirtless, water dripping everywhere. I can shirtless. tell you. He was naked. I, I was, only saw the shirtless I was part. squinting so hard to see how <laughs> far like, down that shot went. Oh. <laughs> You were like, I'm going to put this on slow. Every male who likes males who was watching that was squinting real hard to see how far down <laughs> that shot Any male in America went. was checking out Dylan McDermott, okay? <laughs> that man is fierce. So he gets, an, who is, by the way, Good 50 years old. And he looks incredible. doesn't look a day over uh, 30. I, I would trade 25 extra years to look like that. Ugh. Because at 25, I don't look like Dylan McDermott at 50, and I wish I did. Let's uh, just... And apparently Tate didn't know what he was up against. Right. He, he thought he was going up against an old man, fight. and yeah. Dylan McDermott threw down. I thought he should have known the minute he walked in on him on the shower. <laughs> and seen the muscles. <laughs> and seen the muscles. And rip, like, oh, rip, right. rip. I'll like... come back later. <laughs> <laughs> but so he, he attacks him out of the shower. Um... And re- and reveals himself to to Ben, re- lets him know that this is who this is who I've the one who's been doing this. I think inadvertently, I think Ben finally got the mask off of him in sort of like a. Do you think I thought that he he was trying, but I thought that Tate pulled it off at the end. And he said, "I'm," because that's when he spoke to him. But I think Tate pulled it off. Oh, really? Because I thought because Ben like, had like was a chokehold gr- around him, and I thought Ben grabbed from behind. That's what I assumed and, as well. And pulled it off. And he was able to get it off, uh, and that's why he spoke to him. Because I don't think Tate's ready to be a father of the Antichrist. True. All right. Well, then he did. Well, oh, there's that, okay, and I don't okay. think he he needs to stall before he can reveal that Violet's dead. Right. Yeah, right. he, I guess he's he was trying looking, to figure this out. Yeah. But so he, you know, he tells him that the only reason he's not killing him is because of her, because of Violet, and he knocks him out somehow. I'm not really... Was there something on that cloth? I felt like he was, like, trying to... It was probably, um... What are, what do they call that? Chloroform? Yes. Wherever Very Casey that. Anthony. <laughs> oh. American Horror Story. Keeping it <laughs> right. topical. But so, Tate knocks him out. Tate goes back up to... They're in the attic. Goes back up to talk to him. I want to know where the hell he put him. But he's like he just left him there in a towel? Ben? He just left yeah. him there. And then, and then he woke up. He was unconscious for a little, and then he woke up. <laughs> I think he just. I think he honestly did just leave him lying there okay. and went right back up there. Oh my god! What if? What if he killed Ben? He didn't. He didn't. But oh, that'd be such an interesting thought if Ben was the next ghost. But okay, sorry, keep going. But so he, you know, he says, he, he you know, he tries to talk Violet into killing herself. It's the only way that they can be together. He, he wants romanticizes to take suicide. Right. Um, well, I mean, it's the only way she can be with him. Didn't Shakespeare? I mean, he uses the reference in the show. Yeah, they do use that they reference. They do use that reference, and it has been right. sort of like a... a, a in a creepy, a twisted, topic, weird, not cool way, um, he tries to be nice. Right. He's doing it. Like, I don't want you to think you you died from this right. horrific drug overdose. Right. He's Let's doing, do this romantically wants, together right. in he, a bathtub with candles. It was it was, it was was kind of sweet because, I mean, we see that she, she sort of tries to appease him, but she's like, I'm not doing this. And she runs down. She wants to... She tricks him to want to to do it in the tub. Um, he agrees, and she tries to get out of there. Um, and really, in one of the saddest scenes in this ep- this episode, maybe this season of her realizing this, she she tries to get outside, and the minute she runs out the gate, she's running right back into the house. Um, she's which legit. is so interesting to finally see one of the 
inhabitants of this home trying to leave trying the property to leave and see what and the what properties happens of the house to is right. and yeah. to pull them back. And it's just so sad. She repeatedly keeps trying to run. She doesn't understand why she can't get away. And more every time. Progressively, she's crying heavier and freaking out more, and that was so sad for me. It was such good acting. It like was. it was so good. It was so sad, and and she she looks at Tate and she says, "Are you trying you to kill to me? me?" And he says, "It's it's too late for that." Um, and he says to her, "You know, I, I need to show you something." And he takes her and shows her her body in the crawl space, and tells her, "We finally realized that when she did take those pills, she did die." And Tate tried to save her, tried to make her throw them up. Um, but he couldn't get her to throw up enough of them, and she died crying in his arms. Right. He said you died loved. Right. Which is, like, a little romantic, but a little creepy at the same time. But such is the basis of American Horror Story. Right. I know. So, <laughs> But it is, what, what's so interesting, though, is, you know, we've talked about how much of a sociopath he is, but I do believe him in this instance. Right. That I feel like yeah. he does genuinely, he genuinely feel This is the one her. thing that he feels for and wants to protect and wants to take care of, and... It is sort of romantic that he wanted her to he, he wanted her to want to die so that her realization that she already was wouldn't hurt so bad because she'd already accepted that she wanted to. Right. And that was what he was trying to do. That didn't work. And out unfortunately so well. it didn't it didn't because well, he got so angry. Right. He doesn't know how to control his but I, crazy. I agree with you on what you just said. It was really, really cool, I think, for the viewers, the audience at home, to finally see for the first time somebody realizing what their new fate is. Yeah. Because Hayden died on the property, yes. but we never saw her being like, what's happening? Why can't I leave? Blah, 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 blah. This is the first time that we've seen that because I'm so used to seeing people like Moira, people like Who've already Tate. realized it and accepted They're it. They're so comfortable with the fact right. that they can't leave this house. Right. Um, to see that like raw emotion coming out of out of Violet was just incredible. Right. And what's also interesting, the other reveal, you know, the question that's been asked so long is why doesn't Tate know that he's dead? Right. We've been debating this and wondering whether he does or not. And we why, finally, is he see, why is Constance making him go to therapy? Right. Like, and we finally... We got a part of it where after Violet has seemed to calm down a little and she says to him, you know, why I thought I was protecting you, but you were really protecting me. Why were you doing that? And he says, you, you know, what was I supposed to say? Hi, I'm Tate. I'm Wanna dead. Hug Wanna up. hook up. So hot. Um, and in that moment, <laughs> I, I, I guess. Um, and in that moment, we realized that he's known all along, but he he didn't want her to know. Now, here's my question for you guys. Do you think that... Constance knows that he knows that he's dead? Or do you think that she wanted him to go to Ben to work through some of his Here's the issues? Thing. I cause oh. he then he then says after she says, I don't I still don't remember dying and he says, I don't either. Right. And I think that Constance wants him to talk to Ben so that she can that Ben can help him unlock what happened to him and why he died. I think that's what's necessary for him. To be at to peace. move on, maybe not to move on because I don't think she wants to move on. I think she wants her family still in that house, but I think she wants Tate to calm down and and maybe be at in, peace and a realizing more. right and in realizing what he had done maybe will stop him from being so angry and maybe will help him have a relationship with her. I think that's what she wants. Okay, yeah, I think that's what she's hoping because I don't think that they. He, I, I believe with him when he says there that he still doesn't remember how he died. So but he, what's interesting is that Violet knows how he died. Right, and that's where you can see where because, what because she googled it. Well, yeah, she googled it, and, and Constance, and I mean, Constance they, basically they told, told her. her. 
Um, but then he says to her, you know, it's you and me for always, and you can just see on Violet. That terrifies the her. terror. Because she knows what he's capable of and what he's done. And granted, she's dead and she, he, nothing can happen to her, but just she's now in eternity with this person. And does she want that? She was not given the option to choose eternity with this person. Yeah. They're immortals now. Right. Together. Right. Well, sort of immortal because they're dead. But they're a, a lot. They're living forever. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. Did they have endless lives? Yes. Yeah. Um, Don't argue so with me. Was, I wouldn't call it a life. But it, but she's still technically a She's present. Right. Okay, that's a good way of putting it. Because yeah. her, she's present her, forever. Her flesh is there. She can yeah. cry. She has, uh-huh. you know, human emotion. There, she, she can have sexy oh, times. Oh, she's not going to eat anymore. She doesn't have to eat. Right. Yeah, she can have sexy time. But that'll that'll be interesting if they want to have like a family dinner and she can't. Oh exactly. my god, there's so many new questions presenting themselves. I know. Well, let's cut to commercial break. When we come back, we have some fan mail that you guys sent in that we are going to read, and we have um, some news and gossip. So we'll jump into that. We're Just actually going to skip a commercial break because oh. we're short on time. So awesome. we're straight into you. All right. Amazing. Amazing. Let's do it. No commercial. We have two emails that you guys sent into us. Um, the David. Beautiful. Hip new. Uh, Little uh, charming ringtone, so yep. to speak, in there. Sound so effect. So let's let's get right into them, David. If you want to read the first one. Um. Okay. I only have one. I couldn't find the other one in okay. my email. I'll find the other um, one while you're reading it. Fortunately. Okay. So it comes, dear AfterBuzz people. I'm really confused about why everyone seemed to think it was so obvious that Violet was dead. The only evidence people cite is that she had been truant, but that's not the un. But that's not unusual for a rebellious teen who hates her school and has a live-in boyfriend. The other thing people cite is the fact that she was seeing more of the other ghosts. But Constance can see them and she's not dead. Larry can see them and he's not dead either. One of you guys also cited last week that Tate had dragged Violet into the basement before he woke her up during her suicide attempt. But I rewatched that and she was clearly in the upstairs bathroom. Okay. He was trying to make her puke, if I remember correctly, yes, right. he was. in the upstairs bathroom. But then as soon as she died, he dragged her down to the basement, yeah. which is, mm-hmm. I think, where everybody goes mm-hmm. when you die in the house. <laughs> right. Yeah. The reason I ask is that if there wasn't that much solid evidence that necessarily pointed to Violet being dead, I'm led to wonder slash worry if Ryan Murphy and company haven't had this all planned out from the beginning and allowed some of the web hype slash rumors to influence their storyline slash writing decisions. I hope that's not the case, but it just seems like having by having Violet succumb to her earlier suicide attempt, they've missed out on an opportunity down the line to have Violet make a more conscious decision to take her life in order to be with Tate. And why are people saying that Violet forgot Tate was a ghost when she died? My understanding of her saying, quote, all this time I thought I was protecting you when you were really protecting me, unquote, was that the whole time she'd been protecting him from finding out he was dead. Right. Correct. I don't know who claimed that she forgot it. I don't know that any of us did. No, I don't think any so of us did. Where, where I don't. <laughs> I don't think so either. Yeah, but. Um, I'm not, I'm and then confused where that one came from. Also, when we had a dead squirrel in our crawl space, it stunk so bad we slept in a hotel until it was located. How did the Harmons, particularly one pregnant and presumably sensitive to smell, Harmon, not pick up on the stench of a dead human under their floor? Who, who wrote that? Did we have that? That was from Deborah Ziegler. Well, thank you for writing. Thank Deborah. you, Deborah. Yeah. So many questions. A uh, lot of a, questions. What an analytical viewer you are. That's awesome. Um, in regards to the 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 biggest one that jumped out to me was the idea that maybe Ryan Murphy and Co were 
writing as Influenced. they went along. Um, I we, don't think so. That will also be addressed. We do have um, one of those weekly interviews that we find with Ryan Murphy where he does factually refute that idea. Yeah. Um, I mean, whether or not that's true, whatever, but they're saying that that was part of the plan all but along. It's very and I believe that. I think that the evidence to use, obviously, that was... I believe that that was planned all along. I believe that they do definitely have a full... They have to. There's no way you can write a show ...outline like for a show like this. Knowing where it's yeah. going. But it's very safe to assume that possibly they could be influenced by rumors and hype and what the fans are saying and things like that only to help further along their storytelling but at the same time they must they had but to have shot this wish, months ago i wish right. emily harbert was here because she's like our residence um screenwriting yeah. expert yeah, yeah, yeah i mean somebody as accomplished and <clears throat> expert as ryan murphy he's not writing as he goes along i think he has right an, an exoskeleton I don't think that I, so yeah, to no, speak you have to. i don't believe that a network lets you go to series without like an outline for your Without season. a full plan, <laughs> right. exactly. <laughs> but I'm just like, and, and, sight unseen, let yeah, you produce a show. We have this conversation on Pretty Little Liars all the time because there's so many loopholes right. that there's so much margin for error that if they don't watch every little detail and something doesn't add up and a viewer watches it and is like, well, that doesn't make sense. Ryan Murphy and Brad Falchuk are experts, at the very bare minimum, experts at what they do. I yeah. think that there is clear direction. I think they all sit in their little writer's room, you know, the rumors. Everybody sits in a room and no one's allowed in. The door is locked. <laughs> right. And they write all they all eat this- is donuts. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, Jelly donuts. I think also, I mean, the thing that you have to consider is there is there's um, a gap in time between when it's filmed and when it airs. Right. And I, right. I, I don't think that the conversation about whether she was dead or not arose until at the very earliest, like, a couple of weeks ago, and all these episodes have been filmed mm-hmm. much longer than that. I think um, production wrapped today for the season. Right. And so, it, I mean, it would have been very hard for them to have listened to people last week and, yeah. then, and then change that. I do. There's a question that arises, though, from all of this talk that went on about um, whether she was dead and all these rumors. Do you guys feel like that that conversation where we all were wondering sort of lessened the shock of her being dead this week? Because I'll be honest... Until people brought yes. it to my attention and talked about it, I never thought that. And I was sort of bummed this week watching because it was an, a possibility in my head. And I feel like if that possibility had never been put in my head, that it would have been even more shocking to me to be like, holy crap, she's actually dead. Yeah. Like, I felt like I was a little shortchanged because that rumor became such a conversation. Okay, um, yeah, I definitely don't think that because of the rumor or whatever, it was factored into the storyline. But I am disappointed that she's dead because that obviously limits where her character can be taken in season two. I think it also limits where the family can go. Right. 100%. I mean, they're yeah. ob- we're obviously going to see a lot more of this house. We Any are. Any notion and of who moving knows is not plausible anymore. If the Harmon family, Violet excluded now is going to be involved in the further telling of the story and right. if the greater main character of the series is going to be the house as opposed to the Harmon family exactly right. i hope her her plot line though stays at the forefront of everything because i think she's so dynamic she's so interesting i don't want her to just be you know one of the ghosts in the background well yeah as an actress she's so fantastic to watch right She's just so right. engaging. Such on- a fine, too. I mean, she's really never done anything before this. And she's so young, and she's right. just and she's so, so in good. touch with her. 
She was in her sister <clears throat> Vera Farmiga's movie. That's like literally her only acting yeah. credit other than this. Yeah. Okay, let's read the next one. All right, really quick. This one's actually going to be much easier to answer. Um, hey, guys, quick question. All the talk about Violet being dead got me thinking. If the evidence that she hasn't left the house in two weeks, in theory, because she's stuck on the property like others who died is true, how come Hayden's ghost was able to make it out in the security guy's car a few episodes back when he tried to take her to the police? Am I missing something? Remembering wrong? Help. Thanks for the great podcast and smart insights. Thanks again, Minnie. Um, well, Minnie, thank you for writing in. The easiest and quickest answer to that is that that happened on Halloween when we were explained the rule that all ghosts could roam only on Halloween. They can leave and on Halloween. Until the morning. Right, right when Halloween's and, over. And when, the, Halloween and the, when over. that was over, that was the minute that she was pulled back into the house and right out of the car. Right. Um, and that is, I think, the explanation to, to why Hayden was able to leave the property at that time. Um, P.S., where was Hayden this week? I know. She would have been... Not present. She would have had a front row ticket to the Let's Laugh at Violet show. Well, yeah, and that's the other thing that I'm so curious about In that wasn't addressed this week, is that if Violet is dead, and all the ghosts, some of the ghosts are very aware of what's going on in the house, and who's dead and who's alive, why haven't... Why didn't any of the other ones notice that she had passed? Why didn't Moira know? Well, I think that Tate holds a power in that house. Um, I have a feeling that Tate had something to do with that because I think that Tate is something is someone that the ghosts don't really want to be around. Right. Because well, most I of mean, them died at his hand. And <laughs> he's, not, he's not Casper. Yeah, I wouldn't want to hang I out think, with him. Yeah, I think he has some control over some people, and I think that explains it. I think also it's a logistical issue of getting those actors. Well, yeah. They can. That too. Right. That too. Um, but so I think that's how they explain it, and that would make sense to me, that Tate was protecting her um, and in any way he could. her and keeping them away from yeah. her. Um, let's jump in the news and gossip since we are running short on time. Let's let's get into that right away. Jesse. <laughs> well, I don't know why my news uh, bumper isn't going up right now, so we're just going to continue without the news bumper. Um, so, Entertainment Weekly uh, had another interview with Ryan Murphy um, asking him, So, Violet's dead. Did you always plan on that happening? Ryan answered, That was a really interesting experience, and I think we have such a wonderful writing staff, and I adore them and love them. I always knew she was dead, but I didn't want to tell people until I absolutely had to. So in the writer's room, as we're writing one day, two episodes after the pill thing, I go, you guys do realize Violet's dead. <laughs> and they're all like, what? I edited the show where she took the pills in a way to me that was very vague. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I always knew that I wanted her to die. Uh, the thing about where the body was revealed was always in my mind as well. I think Evan and... Um, Taisa. Taisa, thank you. were so brilliant in that episode. It was very emotional to watch. When we shot it, I think we did not show Taisa the mold of her body. We reserved that for her close-ups. So what you're seeing is her actually responding and looking at a dead her. Oh, how and interesting. And she said that in that TV Guide interview. Yeah, that's so um, creepy. I can't, I can't pull it up in the interest of time, but she did say that they, I forget the, the special effects terminology, but they did like a full, they did a mold of her, a full blown yeah, 360 too. mold of her and they did not let her see it. And she said there were literally 15,000 flies on set that day. So that actual shot that we saw of her, like freaking out, looking at the dead, was the first rotting fly infested Taisa Farmiga was, yeah. I mean, yeah. could you imagine how morbid and creepy that oh, thought is? That would be so amazing to see. Yeah. Testament to her acting. So will Ben and Vivian find out that she's dead? They will find out eventually if she's dead, and imagine what you would do as a parent if you found out your child was dead. Would you want to live? 
Would you want to die yourself? I knew it would be ripe for that family. Oh my god, are they going to kill themselves See too? what I'm saying? Like, it's very possible that the whole through line of this show is going to be the house and not the people living in it. Well, I haven't... We'll in predictions, I have an idea. And we'll talk about that in a second. We'll get through this. Is I'll... this the last we'll see of Larry? Yes, I think this is goodbye to Larry. Boo-hoo. Is he headed off to Illinois? Oh, yeah, we had to ship him out of state. <laughs> yeah, so he's done it. I had he's a feeling done. he wouldn't be coming back because he also is going to be back on True Blood um, this upcoming season um, as, like, a, a regular again. So I... I they had to get rid of him yeah. some way. They'll take his name out of the credits. That's yeah. sad. Yeah. All right. Do you think he's actually doing this as penance for his sins, or is he still just infatuated with Constance? I think it's both. I love that scene with the wife where he says, I'm going to make Constance pay. And she says, you're the one who broke the vow. I think that was an interesting lesson for him, and I love that the show is dealing with the consequences of actions. I do think he realized he needed to pay for what he did to his family, but I also think he did it to save Constance, who, against all odds, he should not still love. And I just loved what Jessica Lane did with that scene. My favorite scene Jessica has done in the whole show is the interrogation where you cut to see what Constance really did. Ugh. I love it. It was she's, so she's just brilliant. So oh my God. This was like her episode. Mm-hmm. She was so fantastic. Beyond. Uh, so is Tate's reason for the school shooting mostly Bo's death? And his hatred for his mother? Yes, well, I think it's more than that. I don't think his motivations were as sinister and dark and effed up as Dylan Klebel, for example. I do think Tate was probably someone who was bullied and made fun of. What he has done in many ways, all of it, is in retaliation of Constance. She had several children and he was the most beautiful. And she had such high expectations and needs and wants and probably wanted him to fill some of her own dreams and ambitions. And he just... And he was just not going to have it. We show him doing a lot of crystal meth. Ah, that's, that's what, what he's doing. Coke and crystal meth well, those lines before were the shooting. I think his massacre became even worse because of the drug tape. I, I feel think like he cut, cut them together. Stuff, maybe. He, he was cutting yeah. them together. So don't you sm- I mean, from Breaking Bad, Matthew, like, smoke it, don't you? I you can, you can snort. Um, you, inge- you can inject. Oh, yeah. You, you can do it. Yeah, okay. You can, like, smoke cocaine and you All can right, inject dude. cocaine. Resident drug <laughs> expert over here. I am. There's many things about me you don't know. <laughs> Ooh. So, yeah, keep going. Are, are we going to see Constance's fourth child? Maybe. Is the fourth one like a spider monkey or something? I think Constance's fourth child is Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh my god, I That's would all I'm going to say. Aww. By the way, if Michelle Pfeiffer came on... Would she over. not be yeah. the most incredible? Over. Done. So good. Done. Would die a happy Over girl. and done with. Yeah. So good. Give oh. it to me. Where is the Infantada? I miss that little guy. Really? <laughs> me too. Well, he is further explored and we really get into him in one... In the one after this one. The thing about the episode that's great is we've been very careful to only show split seconds. And in the next episode, you really get to see what that little baby has grown up to look like. And it's really scary. I actually think it's the scariest shot of the year. Well, thanks to one of our viewers who we got sent us a awesome still, screenshot. we got an awesome screenshot that scared the living daylights out of so me. So get the ready, people, because it's terrifying. It is <laughs> the most disgusting thing you've ever They're seen. They're going to bring it. I can only yeah. imagine. Yeah. I hope it looks like it did in that screenshot. It yeah. will. No, because they could change the makeup. 
I think they'll replicate it. If anything, they'll make it even worse, creepier Probably. and gorier. Yeah. So speaking of screenshots, I love the fight between Ben and Tate, which occurred with Ben half naked. We almost called this episode the case of the magical tower. <laughs> Dylan was so funny when we were shooting. He's gotten so much attention for his quite well-formed derriere. Well, if he lost the towel, it'd be like, how are we going to shoot it? We... <laughs> Had to protect his pee-pee. <laughs> but I love... It. Ryan he, Murphy is a grown man. Why couldn't he just say penis? I don't know. But I love that as the title, The Case of the Magical Tower. Now, since towel. next week... Towel. Since next week's episode is called Birth, Does Vivian Give Birth? She does give birth, but the outcome is not what you would expect. Next week's... Is the second to last episode? Yes, birth is the penultimate episode and afterbirth is the finale. So what can you say about birth? Well, birth is dealing with the fact that she's deceased, so she's trying to protect her parents from the pain of that. I think that episode is really about out with the old and in with the new, so to speak. Uh, also, there's been so much talk in the last five episodes that people want those babies. Everyone in that house has baby fever. It has one of my favorite scenes we've ever done. Zach Quinto and Jessica Lang wanted a scene where they went head to head. So we're like, we're happy to oblige. Jealous. So we wrote this really great three-page fight scene between them, where it's Chad versus Constance, which is quite delicious. It's really good, and I'm sort of pissed we didn't do this earlier, because truly the only person who goes against Constance is Chad. I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> she's she's going to bring it. <laughs> The next two episodes in terms of smoldering children and birth are interesting because I know that some people in the two before with the Black Dahlia and Connie and the Looney Bin, I think people felt you're getting away from our main characters and people really love the Tate Violet stuff and they really want to know about the core Harmons. So these last three episodes are all about the Harmons and the outcome of the Harmons. Oh, oh goodness. Yeah. That was a good one, Ryan Murphy. I know. Thank you. All right, well, let's jump into predictions Let's just do it. Let's do it. And now, you're after Buzz. You love me. Prediction. <laughs> All right. So we see, and we've heard from Ryan Murphy that we have these two episodes left, Birth and Afterbirth. We see in the, the previews for next week that, you know, Vivian's coming home. And we do see shots that everyone, we see Chad and, and, and Patrick back. We see Nora um, I have a feeling that Hayden's going to be in the mix as well. Everyone wants these babies. Everyone, Everybody wants a baby. It everyone, really is baby fever. Everyone wants these yeah. babies. Um, but all for the wrong reason. Right. Everyone's in, they're yeah. all, you're all dead. What are you going to yeah. do with the baby? No one's trying baby? to nurture and raise a small child. <laughs> right, like, like how <laughs> is that even possible? Right, and the question is, just what exactly are these children going to be anyway? I think that... That, I think, is the larger question. It's the I most think interesting the, question. What is really interesting is what we saw in the previews is that Vivian, one of them, one of them is ready, ready to, to give world. birth, which means that they were just, we know that they gestated differently because they came from different fathers and were conceived separately. So it, it is very possible that one would be ready to be born and the other one would get to reside alone in the right. room. So, of course, this birth is going to take place in the house. Oh, of oh, course. Oh, it has to. It has to. So... It brings it back to now what's going to happen if you're born on the property. Right. I think Are that's, you cursed? I think that's the, the question. I mean, we, we, we were just talking about in the news and gossip about how, you know, what really, where this is going to go next. And is, is the main character of the show actually going to be the house? And I really think that this setup 
and I've said this before in the predictions that we now we have these babies coming out and one is Ben's and Vivian's and one is Tate's and Vivian's and I do think that where this is going to go what the setup for season two is going to be these babies and what each one of them represents and and I think that is going to be the new driving factor right is these children um, and it also begs to question are you born with a soul do you get your soul when you're born like what can attach to you as right. as you're what being this, born and, and, and what does this house do to something that's born inside of it we've right. only seen people expire inside this house right we've never seen them Sort being of brought come into the world too, um, so I I don't think that's where it's going to go. And I also um, I had another thought that just like shot right out. Well, of my head. I I'm Sorry. curious to see how my my number one right now is how Ben and Vivian are going to react to Violet being dead. Right. I don't I think mean, they're going to find out in next week's episode. I think they're going to find out in the finale. Yeah, yeah. I mean. If, if they've ever had any doubts about the house, like that is going to just seal the deal for them. Right. And, and then what are they going to do? But are they going to deal with it? Or, I mean, they don't really right. have much of a choice. And do they find out? Does Ryan Murphy allow them to find out this season or is it something that he's going to hold it. on to for next season? Oh, right. An elegant cliffhanger. And yeah. I, well, there's definitely going to be a cliffhanger. I have no doubt in my mind about that. But the thing is, I mean, we can't. Obviously, they're not going to leave because of Violet. And I also don't think they're going to kill themselves so that another other owner is going to come in because that would just be so cheap to just... Right. We, we know the mistress of the house and we don't want to see new people come in and, and figure that and out. And have to deal with everything that again. Would be, I don't would, want them to take a back seat to new owners. Right. And I, I can't see that happening. It would be so... It would be cheap and it would there would be no reason to watch right. anymore. And there ain't nothing right. cheap about this show. Right. <laughs> so right. I, I do think that the driving factor has to be those babies and the conflict with everyone who is in this house. Um, Everyone and, wants a baby for right. an underlying reason. Right. They're going to bring something to this show that thing, we've never seen before. Right. And the Harmons cannot leave with these babies without leaving Violet. It's and very the possible. Ghosts can leave. It's very possible that everyone wants a baby because once you have a, a, a new baby, maybe they can leave the property. Oh. Like swoop in, and put like, it in re-live. your bag and leave. <laughs> or maybe they can like inhabit the baby's body and well, maybe adding on to it. When he said, out with the old, in with the new. Right. Right. It's going to be, I mean, I am, I'm so excited. So am I. I am so excited. Well, thank you guys for for tuning in and watching. We have, to give you a special thank you, we have been week after week been made number one or number two of the After Buzz shows on iTunes. So thank you so much for thank watching you, us. We wouldn't you. be here if you weren't tuning in, listening and watching. So from everyone at After Buzz, thank you so much. Tell your friends who love the show because I'm sure you've got some and if they aren't watching, they should be. <laughs> Subscribe yeah, to us on iTunes. And find us on Twitter. And we're really, really participatory people. Like, we obviously read the fan mail, so please find us on Twitter. Talk to us with your thoughts, your predictions, your questions. I'm at her name is Deidre. At you can call me Skiff. And Billy Nellis underscore duh. We all tweet each other. You'll find us very easily. If you have questions, please write in at info at afterbuzztv.com and we will read them on air. So thank you and have a great night, guys. Good night. Bye. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzzTV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzzTV or its owners or principals.